welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and before we start, I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, and soon it's going to be Christmas as well. And since it's going to be Christmas as well, we have a whole bunch of Christmas-themed film, including the film The Man Who Invented Christmas, as well as Home Alone 2. We're also talking about films like Wonder, Coco, and also Fernandad. But right now we're going to start with Wondo, Wonder, so sorry, and we're going to be speaking to Callista, who is 14 and in L.A., how are you doing today, Callista? I'm doing great. Good. So what did you think about the film Wonder? I cried in the trailer alone, so I already knew that this was going to be an interesting film to watch. But yeah, th- my expectations were completely correct. I cried many, many times during this film, and it was actually just really good. You know, it does remind me a lot of the film The Elephant's Man, which also is very much like this emotional drama. I mean, I just watched the trailers, but yeah, it looks like a very moving film. For people who don't know, can you just tell the story? Because I do feel like it's very related to the power of it. Wonder is inspired by the novel by the same name. Uh, basically, it is a basically it is a story about a fifth about a kid who is just starting fifth grade. However, due to a gene disorder from when he was born, he, he has facial deformities. And, I mean, when you're starting fifth grade after being homeschooled all your life, plus the fact that you're new to the school, plus the fact that you have facial deformities, yeah, as someone who has been bullied before, things do not go well. No, sadly they don't. And, really, I just, I just love the concept, and I loved how creative the idea was because it... it this idea has been done before about a person who sadly has deformations, how they would live a normal life, but never from a kid's perspective. I really like that, and I'm curious about the acting, but specifically uh, Jacob Tremblay's performance, who plays Augie, the kid with deformations. What did you think of his uh, performance? It was incredible, honestly. Like, I mean, the act, the entire cast, like, there were some really good actors, including an actor from the play Hamilton, but it was like... Jacob Tremblay, especially during all the emotional scenes, it was just amazing. And that's probably why I cried so much. But it was like, oh, the first time I cried in the film was when he shouts, why did I have to be so ugly? And it was just all of a sudden I'm in tears. And it's like the acting was just so amazing in this film, honestly. It was probably one of the best things about it. Oh, I'm sure. I mean... That, you know, the characters only come to life from the actors, so I'm sure. But something that's also very connected to this is, like you said, the novel, but also the directing. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced his name, Stephen Chabosky. I think that's how you say it. What did you think of his performance as a director? I mean, I felt that the directing was pretty good. I mean, I could tell that it was like, there was just so much, like, effort put into this film in general. I mean, the actions were, the actions, basically, the facial expressions, it was like, there were just so many good things about, like, the way everyone, like, performed and everything. It was just so amazing. And it was like, there were so many small details that me and my mom discussed after we saw the film. And it was like, because I like to, um, after I see movies, I like to sit down and actually talk about the movie, whether I'm like, 
when we go to like a restaurant or something, but I just like to talk about movies in general. And this movie gave us a lot to talk about, and there were just so many like subtle details that it was just made the to- that made these talks so interesting. And honestly, part of that comes from the from the directing. You know, I really love the films that have those kind of little details here and there, and I definitely do agree with you. It's the best experience ever to talk about a film afterwards with the whole family. It's just, in my opinion, it's part of watching a film, discussing it afterwards, like a piece of literature. It, it's just such a great experience, but it does sound like an absolutely wonderful film. And uh, my next question is, since we only talked about Jacob uh, Tremblay, what do you think of the rest of the cast? You said there's somebody from Hamilton. There's also Owen Wilson. There's Julia Roberts. There's so many people. So what did you think of the, the entire cast? Jacob Tremblay, of course, is the main character. You know, of course, he's great. But it's like there were so many side characters in this movie, and there's like a lot of them. Like, it was great. Like, his parents, his sisters, his friend, his, his friends, his teachers, all of them mentioned. Sorry. Um, but I previously mentioned how, you know, an actor from Hamilton, David Diggs, who plays Thomas Jefferson, was in this film. He played um, one of Augie's teachers. And the reason I brought him up was because he was so nice. And, you know, it was like all his teachers and his principals were really nice, like, Honestly, I remember me and my mom were saying how it's like, there are no, like, there were no principals or teachers who were this nice in real life. And if a bunch of principals and teachers just watch this movie just to know how to actually do their job, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would be so much more happy coming to school. And it's like, his friends too, they were just so nice. And they had such nice chemistry and nice moments. It was just, uh, it, it. I, I, I start to ramble about how good the movie was and its acting was, and it was like, because so, this movie's also really funny, and it's just it's like, I'm starting to ramble. No, it's no problem, and now I, I agree. It looks like a spectacular film, but I do want to know the uh, age rating and the star rating. It seems like it's going to get a high star rating, so what are those, the age rating and the star rating? Star rating was definitely a 5 out of 5 for me. Wow, big surprise, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> I recommend the age rating for uh, anyone ages 8 to 18. I feel like, you know, because, like, older people could also get a kick out of this movie. But it's, like, younger people, I feel like this could set a good example for young kids. So I feel like that might also be a good reason to um, watch this film. I mean, to be fair, though, if you want a good movie that will make you cry and just makes you just feel so good inside, honestly, just rec- I would just recommend this movie. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Wonder. And yeah, it does seem like a film that really kids could relate to because it is about a kid's life and a kid just trying to fit in. I think maybe there's some morals or messages there that could really reflect well with kids. But Callista, thank you so much for talking to me about Wonder. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're listening to Kids First Coming Tractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And right now we're just finished talking about Wonder with Callista. And now we're going to move on to... Another film, the new film called The Man Who Invented Christmas, and we're going to be talking to Jolene, who is from L.A. and is 13 years old. So, Jolene, what did you think about this film? This film was really creative, and I like how it showed the Christmas Carol, the book, and the life of Charles Dickens at the same time. It was really cool to learn about both. You know, when I saw the trailer for this film, I was like, finally, a book about 
something about literature aside from the actual story because I love things like um, The Christmas Carol, things like that, but I want to know more about the person who created it. And I think Charles Dickens, he's like an amazing, amazing author. He's probably one of the most famous of all time. So I'm just so happy they made this into a film. So what did you think about kind of the portrayal, though? Because when I watched it, they made him look like a very interesting and very almost insane man. Yeah, they did it really well. And the surprising thing is, um, I searched it up, um, young Charles Dickens, and the way they made Dan Stevens look, he looks exactly like young Charles Dickens. Like, exactly. The hair, the face, and everything. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I was a little surprised, too. I did the same thing, because I was like, hey, didn't Charles Dickens have, like, a huge curly hair and a very long beard and you're right when he was younger he did look exactly like he does in the film i just thought that was really interesting and speaking of dan stevens what do you think of his performance playing the legendary charles dickens dan stevens is really good at it he can like cry and he can like he can act crazy like 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 you said before he sounds completely completely like a lot of a lot of things are going on in his mind and the way he just speaks and the way he just acts it makes it portray that kind of emotion and something they kind of did interesting that i like the how they portrayed charles dickens they almost made him and i think some authors do this they made him imagine that's their that their characters are talking to them and that the author doesn't write the story they're in the story so what kind? What did you think of that perspective of telling the story of the Christmas Carol instead of the very linear route? Um, I thought it was really like a. I thought it was a better way to do it because you get to learn about more than just just the. You get to learn more about Charles Dickens' life and the Christmas Carol. So I think it's really cool that they decided to include both in one movie. Oh, I definitely agree. And my question is, do you think that your perspective has changed about The Christmas Carol now that you saw this film, since it does give you a little bit of the origin story, I guess you could say? Yes, it definitely changes my perspective on it, because because now I know that like it related to Charles' life. Like, it related so closely. So now whenever I think of The Christmas Carol, I think of it as Charles Dickens' life, almost. Because he he was basically writing about himself, but he changed it a little bit. No, that's very interesting. I never knew that. I'm definitely going to check out this film. But for other people who may not be sure, can you tell them the age rating, the star rating, so they can better decide? Um, I would recommend this for... The ages of 10 to all the way up to 18. But um, I wouldn't recommend it for younger children because there are a few scenes like with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. It um, He does look a little scary and even myself, I was a little scared. But um, all the way up to 18 and even adults too because this film was really good and I think everyone can enjoy it. It does look incredible. Thank you, Jolene, so much for talking to us. Thank you for interviewing me. Of course. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orson, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And this week's show is sponsored by Snowman, the Snowman, and the Snowman, and the Snow Dog. Kids. 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the man who invented christmas and i'm so excited that we're going to be talking about all of these amazing new films that are coming out this holiday season so we're going to first talk with michelle who's from miami and is 19 and Imani, who's from New York City and is 16, about the new film, Coco. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank Hi, you. Hi, thank you for having us. Anytime. So I did a little research about the film, and it's a new Pixar film about this protagonist, and his name is Miguel, and he wants to become a famous musician, and he has this idol. You know, when, when you play a sport or you're a musician, you have an idol, and his is Ernesto Cruz. And no matter what, even though his family has a strict ban on music, he still wants to be a musician, which I think is really cool. But I want to hear from both of you about what you thought about it. We can start with you, Michelle. So I absolutely loved the movie. I think it's such a beautiful story of chasing your dreams. And um, there's going to be obstacles in the way. And sometimes they're your family (laughs) and um, you have to do it. You still have to seize your moment, which is one of the main points of the movie. That's what they always say. That's what uh, Miguel's idol, Ernesto de la Cruz, always says, to seize your moment. And um, that's exactly what Miguel did. And he actually ran into a couple of complications along the way to get there. But he achieved it. And a huge plot twist, too. It's um, such such a good movie, honestly. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. You know, whenever a movie is just really great, it makes it so intriguing. And I'm so glad that that message of chasing your dreams, that's something that everyone can apply to their daily life. And Amani, what did you think of the film? Did you think that it had the same message as well? Yeah, I really enjoyed the film um, and the message that family is important no matter what the circumstances and that you should encourage each other no matter what. I really loved it because this is really a good Disney movie that incorporates a lot of cultural background, which I really appreciated because we need a lot of those movies nowadays with like being more diverse. And I really applaud Disney for like encouraging the kids to learn more about the Spanish background and so much more. 
I completely agree with both of you guys. It sounds like an incredible film, and I can't wait to check it out November 22nd in your local theater. So it sounds like just something that's going to be so entertaining, and especially the fact I love the theme, like I said, of chasing your dreams. And speaking of, you know, loving certain things about the movie, Imani, did you have a favorite character? Yeah, I would have to say my favorite character was Miguel, played by Anthony Gonzalez, because he was just so determined to fight and like accomplish his accomplish his dream and I really admire that because it's he's like an idol for the kids to know that if anything is possible that it even if you put your mind to it you are able to accomplish your dream no matter what the circumstances like his family really didn't want him to do it like his family was mad at him for loving music because that was against their their beliefs and I just loved how he kept on pushing and pushing and he like really was determined to get what he wanted. So I think this is a really good idol for the kids to look up to in the cartoon. I think that that's great. And every time Pixar makes a movie, it is just so emotional. Like I said, I haven't seen this film, but they always make the best movies. So um, I'm glad that both of you really enjoyed it. Now, Michelle, would you say that you had a favorite scene? A favorite scene, oh my god, that's that's really hard. Um, but being a Latina myself, I want to say that one of my favorite scenes is either when he's at the dinner table and he's like, oh no, I don't want any more food. And Abuelita was like, um, excuse me? <laughs> and he just she just starts like putting tamales on his plate and he's like, oh man. like Because that's something that I actually grew up with when I was little, like me saying like, no, no quiero más, right? And they would just pour on more food because I have to eat more. Um, maybe that one or... Um, when all the family is together again at the end, oh my God, just, I honestly don't want to say anything that'll give it away, but just, I was bawling and it was just such a beautiful story. Everything, honestly, I wish the whole movie I could say was like my favorite scene. <laughs> wow, that that's honestly, that sounds great. I, you know, every time you guys tell me something about this movie, it just sounds like there hasn't been, at least to my understanding, anything that has been negative about the film. It sounds amazing. And like I said, I can't wait to see it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some incredible films such as Wonder, The Man Who Invented Christmas, Coco, Ferdinand, and Home Alone 2. Right now I'm talking to Michelle and Imani about the new film Coco. So Michelle was just telling us that she loved the movie and that basically, to her words, every scene in the movie could be her favorite scene. And Imani, I wanted to know, would you say, would you agree with that? Would you say that was there a specific scene that really stuck out to you or was the whole movie just equally as good? I would have to agree. I really loved the movie. It was just all equally as good. And I just really loved the cultural aspect of it because I'm also um, part Dominican. I just loved how, um, you know, Spanish, the Spanish culture was incorporated into it. And I just really think this is important for kids to learn about and, like, you know, go to school and talk about this stuff. Like, oh, I saw this new, new movie, Coco, and I learned this and this. Like, it's so helpful, helpful for the kids to be, like, you know, um, learning about the a world. And I really applaud Pixar for that. All right, I completely agree with you. I think that knowing more about especially different cultures and the different backgrounds that people have are really important in building relationships with people. So I think that that's great. Now, since I have a question for you, Michelle, since it is about um, an aspiring musician 
was there a way that you can relate to the film? Like, are you interested in music? Do you sing? Do you dance? Like, is there any part of the film? I know you talked about how um, when you said that, you know, whenever you'd be given more food, you'd say that you didn't want any more. But as far as, like, chasing your dreams, has this movie, could you relate to it in that aspect? In that aspect? Um, thankfully, no, because um, my family, in this case, Miguel, his family, they had a very strict ban on music. And his dreams were very difficult to come true because of that, because especially in a Latino family, they're super strict. They need to give you they need to give him his blessing. Right. And um, even when he goes to the land of the dead, she her his grandma tells him or, or his great, 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 great grandma was like okay give me my blessing to go back home and to never play music again and he's just like ah you know like his dreams were kind of crushed there but um thankfully i never had to go through that one of my dreams is you know doing this reporting you know going to these movies press and all of that stuff and my family has always been super supportive but i understand because i've had a couple things that like i aspire to be one day and like there's obstacles that get in the way and just seeing miguel overcome that and constantly saying seize the moment and he's doing everything that he can not just to save himself and and to save music and to play music but also to never forget his family along the way and to help them too so um that 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 essence of the movie itself is just such a great message yeah, it really is a beautiful message. And like I said, I'm so appalled. Like, this is amazing. I, I really can't wait to see this film. Now, Imani Michelle was talking about how she related to the film in certain aspects and not others. Was there a specific part of the film that you felt that it, that you could attribute to your life? Um, I would have to agree with Michelle. I Like, thankfully, I wouldn't have to deal with, like, my family not really supporting me in that kind of aspect. Like, I really want to do reporting, too, and be in, like, the entertainment business. And my family has always been supportive of that. But like Michelle said, there have been obstacles, like other people saying certain things. Like, oh, no, I think you should change your what you want to do in life because that might not work out. But it's like Ms. Miguel's, um, like, a really good idol for kids to see that he's really young and he was able to like he's able to um like do accomplish his dreams and keep on going no matter what no matter what anyone says and I really admire that because that's something that everyone should try to have in their lives be confident about themselves and work towards what they really want to be when they grow up I completely agree I think that you know, as kids, we have the whole world in front of us. And even though it doesn't seem like we can achieve certain dreams, we can. But it's definitely going to be a lot of hard work and effort. But as Miguel, you know, persevered and came overcame all these challenges, you know, it just, like you both said, that it seems it's so great that he was able to not let anybody stop him from achieving his dreams. So, my last question for you both is, first for you, Michelle, what would you say is the age rating for this film? Everybody. Just everybody from all ages. It's definitely something that you can go to. Maybe even after your Thanksgiving dinner, take your whole family and all of you will enjoy the film. Amazing. Wow, that, that sounds great. And Imani, what would you say is the star rating for this film? I would have to say I rate this film five out of five stars because I really love the storyline, the cultural history, the awesome cast, the vibrant colors, and so much more. I think everyone will be able to enjoy the message and the music and everything. It was just such an amazing movie to watch. 
Well, thank you both so much, Ivani and Michelle, for talking about the film Coco. Thank you. Thank you. As you heard from both of them, this is an it's an amazing film. It's inspiring. It has relatable themes. You know, the the characters are really unique and even though they're unique and you might not have had the same experience as them, we all can chase dreams and we all know what it's like to really desire something. And with hard work and effort, we can achieve anything that we want. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Snowman, the snowman and the snowman and snow dog. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the newest film, Coco, and next we're going to be talking with Callista, who is from L.A. and is 14, about the new film, Ferdinand. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So... I originally didn't read the book for this film, but I did look it up, and once I searched up on Google Images, I saw the cutest bull, and it just really made me want to watch this film, and I know you've seen it, so I really want to hear from you. What did you think about this film? All right, well, it actually surpassed my expectations because I did not I did not know a lot about this film, and I did not think much of it, but it actually was a pretty decent film, I'm not going to lie. Wow, so I read up a little bit on it, and you say it's pretty decent, so I'm glad. It's about a bull named Ferdinand who is mistaken for a dangerous beast, and just by looking at him, I don't know why he would. He's so cute, though, but um, it's okay. And he's basically torn away from his home, and he faces so many obstacles, and he tries to go back to his family, and I'm sure that this film is filled with so much adventure, and I'm so excited to see it. So would you say that you had a favorite character in the film? There were, like, multiple favorite characters, honestly, because the side characters were, like, really interesting. And they were really funny. I, re- I mean, I if I had to choose, it would probably be either Lupe the Goat, the Horses, or the Hedgehogs. And no, not just because I like Sonic the Hedgehog, 
But I mean, I feel like one of them might have the color palette might have been inspired by Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's either. But yeah, so either the hedgehogs, the horses, or the goat were my favorite, and it was hard to choose between the three of them, between those like three categories, because it was like I loved all of them so much. That's so great. I totally agree with you. I've seen movies before, and you just can't pick a favorite character because they're all too good, and that's what these movies do. They make you love all the characters, which I think is so great. So since you may not be able to pick a favorite character, would you say that you could pick a favorite scene or a moment or even, like, a song in the film that really, you know, made you more interested in it? Well, there was a song by Nick Jonas that was specially made for this movie. And let's just say, even if you don't like it, you're going to just hear the chorus just stuck in your head for, like, the rest of the day. It's like DuckTales theme levels bad. It's stuck in your head. So oh, my like gosh. It, it is as bad as, like, hearing the DuckTales theme, like, over and over again. Because then it's just stuck in your head for, like... And, and now it's stuck in my head again, just thinking about it, just like, there it is again. If you want to look it up, it's called, you could just look up Ferdinand Home, because Home is the title of the song, in case anyone's curious. And as for, like, favorite moment or scene, there were a lot of really nice scenes in this film. A lot of the character-building scenes were really nice. The climax of the film, I don't want to give away what happens, because really, I went into this mostly blind, and it was honestly really good that way I mean any film could be good mostly blind but I don't want to give away what happened in the climax but that was probably one of my favorite scenes but it's like aside from that a lot of the character building moments were really nice I find character building moments to be very like to be really sweet and a lot of the ones with Ferdinand and Lupe were nice a lot of the ones with Ferdinand and the girl Nina were like also really adorable so I mean, I feel like it's just a lot of the character building moments that were just so gr- that were just so great. Wow, you say climax, but you can't tell us. I'm so intrigued. Well, I guess it, it just... hurts me so much not to say anything. Believe me. Well, I I completely agree, but I'm sure it's great because you said that it is. So I'm gonna trust you on that. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some. Fabulous upcoming films like Wonder, The Man Who Invented Christmas, Coco, Ferdinand, and Home Alone 2. Right now I'm talking to Calista about the new film Ferdinand. So Calista was just trying not to give away any spoilers, which I appreciate, but she does say that there's this one part in the film that's just incredible, and I really can't wait to see it. And even though you can't tell us, that's totally okay. So when you knew that you were going to see this film... What were you thinking about it going in? Because, you know, like I said, when I just saw a picture of it, or, I mean, even if you've read the book or you haven't read the book, what were you thinking before you saw the film? Well, I saw a lot of the trailers when I went to go, like, sometimes they were popping up on YouTube or sometimes when I went to go see other movies. And I did not think much of this movie. I thought it was just like, oh, cool, Fox is making another movie. I kind of assumed that it would be a little cliche, and yeah, at some parts I can kind of see cliches, and I didn't think much of it, and see, the thing is, I thought it was going to be just, I thought it was going to be very generic, which I'm really happy that my expectations were wrong, because I never want movies to be bad. I mean, sometimes I assume movies are bad, and they are, but it's like, I never want to go into a movie 
And and I don't want movies to be bad. I love it when movies are fantastic and they are better than I expected. And this movie was so much better than I expected. I laughed quite a lot more than I originally anticipated. This movie was actually funnier than I originally expected, which I'm so happy about. Oh my gosh, can you tell us what are the jokes or funny moments in the film? Okay, um, I'm not gonna lie, the horses in general were just, like, hilarious. They had these ridiculous accents and flamboyant movements, and it made me laugh practically every single time they were on scene. So they're, like, a good example of, like, how funny this movie is. But definitely my favorite joke, even though it was in the trailer, it still made me laugh in the actual movie. Because the hedgehogs, the three hedgehogs are named after um, Spanish numbers, uno, dos, but they skip three and go to cuatro or four. And Ferdinand asks, what happened to Tress? They gasp and go, we do not speak about Tress, and do the Christian cross thing. And it made me laugh so loud. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's in the trailers, but it's just, it's so funny to me for some reason. Wow, that is really funny. Well, I can't wait to see the film and see more jokes, because you said you laughed more than you anticipated, which is always better. So, would you say that there was any part of the film, I know it's kind of hard to relate to a bull, but I mean, like, aside from the bull aspect, was there a part that you could really relate to? I mean, I feel like that's always an interesting thing when it's like a character who's like an animal who's like an animal in an animated movie and you somehow find ways to relate to them. That's always, I feel, a sign of good writing. There are quite a few characters that I feel that people could relate to. The bull, in a way, I feel is a very interesting like possibility. It's like, OK, so the bull is basically like different than what everyone is expecting them to be. And this is causes more problems. I feel that I am sort of, like, different than people's interpretations at first, because I, because my friends have told me how I'm different than their first thoughts of me, and I feel that it's, like, also being the odd one out can be considered relatable, because I am definitely the odd one out in, like, a lot of, like, at, like, um, my old schools, I was the odd one out. So I feel like being the odd one out or just basically being different than what you were what people wanted you to be also because you know there's a scene where Ferdinand's dad is basically um you know Ferdinand's dad is not as mean as everyone else but people still want him to be a bull in bullfighting and even though his dad's not as mean about it he still wants his, his son to be to be a fighter but Ferdinand is not and I feel that that could also be a thing where parents like push their dreams onto their children, and that could be relatable in a way. Wow, I, I really never thought of it that way. And, you know, like you said, being the odd one out, I think that that's, you know, great, you know, because we all have these, there's so many social stereotypes, and you're all supposed to act a certain way, and if you act differently, people, you know, look at you differently. But I think that being the odd one out, and if your friends say that, or if people said that to you, I think that that's such a great quality to have. And just by speaking to you, you sound like, you just know so much, and you're really a great person. So um, I'm, I, I really mean that. And I think that even a film talking about themes like that is something that we should all really relate to. So my last two questions to you are, what would you say is the age rating and star rating for this film? 
I would say I would give this film a four out of five stars. It was a lot better than I expected. Uh, as for age, I would say around seven to, eight, seven to 18, but you should be warned that the climax that I can't give away and quite a few other scenes in this film are actually really dark. Surprisingly, we, surprisingly, this film was actually really dark, so I feel like that I you should be warned if you want to see this film and you have trouble with like darker with like darker subjects. Considering the entire film is about bullfighting, but yeah, I do feel that like younger kids and adults could enjoy this film. But yeah, just be warned that some scenes can be really dark. Wow, I really like the fact that you're not spoiling it, but it makes me really want to know what those dark scenes you're talking about are, but that's okay. Totally okay. There are dark scenes aside from the climax, but it's like, I don't want to give away the climax. I completely understand. You'll just, everyone listening, you'll just have to go and check out the film when it comes out December 14th in your local theater. So thank you so much, Calista, for talking about the film Ferdinand. No problem. It was really fun. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Snowman, the Snowman, and the Snowman, and Snow Dog. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished talking about Fernandot, and now we're going to be talking about a family classic, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And we're going to be talking to Raquel, and it's also her first time on the show, so welcome Raquel to the Kids First Radio Show. And Raquel is from New York City and is 14. So, Raquel, what do you think about the classic that everybody loves, Home Alone 2? Um, I actually love the movie so much. It was hilarious. Um, it's like the ideal Christmas movie, and it, it'll never get old, to be honest. Oh, I so agree. I could watch this film today. I watched it already 50 times, and I would still love it. It's just such a great experience. Now, if somebody somehow hasn't seen this film, could you tell the plot for them? Yeah, 
So basically, Kevin Kevin is left at home again. This is the second time, but his, he loses his family at the airport and ends up in New York, where Harry and Marv, the two robbers, they're already in New York and they re- remember him from the first time that he was left at home. So you know, of course, they're causing trouble for him once again. You know, in my opinion, I think Home Alone 2 is probably one of the best examples of how to properly do a sequel. It is just as funny. It's just as creative the first one. It continues the story. I mean, it just works so well. And I kind of want to know, I want to know your opinion on this. What do you think makes this film just so, so good as a family film and so, so good as a classic that now makes it so famous years later? I think what makes this film great once again is like, it's so nostalgic. Like you can remember the first from the first movie. Oh, there's hints about from the first the first movie. You can kind of go back and be like, oh, I remember the first time when I watched this movie and I loved it so much as a child, and now I'm seeing it again. And it's great to have that nostalgic feeling. I I, I definitely agree with you on that. I really just everything about this film. It's such a good laugh and such such a great thing to watch it with your family. So, what do you think of the cast? Because, of course, we have Macaulay Culkin, who was in first and second Home Alone, and he plays Kevin McAllister, sorry. But you have a whole whole bunch of other people in the cast. What did you think of the acting? The acting was so... I liked um, Buzz, Kevin McAllister, his older brother. I liked his character and the whole scene where they're arguing and Buzz is, like, making a fake apology. I I liked his character. And, um... Kevin McAllister is his older uncle. His even though he was mean to to Kevin, but it, I liked his character too. Now I have a question for you. Do you have kind of like a favorite skit or joke they play? Because as everybody knows, or if you don't know, this is how they kind of run the story. It's pretty much Kevin as a little kid being able to stop these two robbers from robbing his house in so many different comedic ways. So do you have a personal favorite? Yeah, my favorite part was when, you know, the robbers are going after Kevin and Kevin is on the roof of the building that they're trying to break into. And Kevin just like repeatedly throwing down bricks at Marv's head like over and over and over again. And then there's one time where he was supposed to hit Harry, but then Harry moved out the way just in time and ends up hitting Marv. So that, that was my favorite part. Oh, I definitely agree. I love the slapstick humor. It's really they perfected it. My favorite part, personally, I love when they have that infl- when he has that inflatable guy in the shower to get the hotel manager out. I I just think that's so so creative. So the director, uh, Chris Columbus, what did you think? How did what do you think of how he did as a director? I think that he did well with like every single character had a part. The older brother had a part. Even his younger cousins and his younger siblings had a part. The 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 cop. When the parents went to the the police precinct to find to find Kevin, even the police officer had a part in that in that scene as well. So I just love how everybody made the film wholesome. You know, I never realized that, but yeah, you're right. There's really no background character. Everybody who's in the shot has some sort of role. I never realized that. That's that is kind of interesting. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, and today we are currently talking about the Christmas classic Home Alone 2, but beforehand we were talking about the film's wonder, The Man Who Invented Christmas, 
Coco, as well as Fernandad. But right now we're going to continue talking about Home Alone 2 with Raquel. Right now we're talking about Chris Columbus's performance as a director. And Raquel pointed out something interesting that really everybody has a role or part in this film, which is something that I I think that's pretty neat. So what would you say is your favorite character? I know you said one of uh, Kevin's brothers, you like one of Kevin's brothers, but do you have a different favorite or is that your favorite? Oh, also the pigeon lady. Her, I liked her character and how she really brought out the theme of the movie. Oh, yes. I completely forgot about her. She's played by uh, Brenda Fricker. She's amazing. I agree. That is, that's an awesome part of the film. I so agree. So what do you think about the cinematography? Because although it may seem hard to believe, there are somewhat of action scenes in this film. So what do you think of the cinematography? The cinematographer, by the way, was Julio McCat. I think that's how you pronounce it. I liked that those parts of the movie as well. Even though you can't really tell it's an action an action scene, you if you look deeper into the film, you can tell like oh okay, this part is where a lot of action was happening. It wasn't so much dialogue. It was more movements of the characters. And I have another question. I just noticed this. The music is actually done by the famous John Williams. So what did you think of the soundtrack? The soundtrack was good as well. When I was watching it, I was just like dancing in my seat. It was so good. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And yeah, you know, it just flows so well. The story John Williams always does an amazing performance. Now, I have a question because there were the godforsaken sequels, or I guess you should say continuation of the Home Alone series up until a new one recently just coming out a few years ago. So do you think that they should kind of try to reboot this? I know there's a lot of rebooting going on right now in Hollywood. Would you think this is something that they should do? I think that this, this one, the second one, is perfectly fine the way it is. Oh, I definitely agree. I think that Home Alone, Home Alone 2 really kind of captivated the concept and the story. Now, a different question I have for you is, since this is mainly slapstick humor, what kind of do you think of the use of slapstick humor in modern Hollywood? Because it really has gone quite downhill. Do you think that slapstick humor as a form of comedy is not that powerful? Or what kind of what's your opinion on that? Uh, I think it's, ve it's a very powerful form of comedy, of humor. And I liked how this movie used it more than other movies. Yeah, it does kind of give, create a unique way. Now, I have a question for you. What do you think of the moral or message? Because they did introduce a message for the parents last time, but then they kind of said, and if you don't follow it, this is what's going to happen. So what do you think it is the message of this one? The theme of this this movie was to, you know, always just appreciate your family. At first, you know, Kevin, he was so glad that they had left him behind and he wanted to be left behind. And then when he was at the hotel, he had realized how lonely he was, and he just wanted his family back, and then at the very, well, and he started just asking for his mom to come back, so, and, so yeah, the overall theme is just to appreciate your family. I think that's a beautiful theme, and I think it's very true, the story does show that very well. So how many stars would you give this film? I give this film five out of five stars. And why is that? What kind of made you decide on five out of five stars? Just because of how wholesome and how great the film was, how I was captivated the whole time. Well, me and the audience, we just couldn't stop laughing. It was really great. Now, this is a family film, but what exact age range would you give it? I would recommend this film for all ages. 
Oh, I definitely agree. I do think it's for all ages. Well, Raquel, thank you so much for talking to me about Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Thank you for having me. Of course. For our viewers, of course, it you can check it out now. But right now, they just released a 25th anniversary edition of it. So if you'd like to relive the classic and, and so many more things about the classic, definitely check it out. But thanks so, so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I wish everybody a Merry Thanksgiving and a Happy Christmas. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Snowman, the Snowman, and the Snowman, and the Snow Dog. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. <laughs>